Okay, recording live. The newest episode of Marta the Minimalist podcast, exclusively for you, the members of The Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. I love helping other people to not have to go through some of the tests and trials that I did if possible. This is where you get the first dibs of the best business strategies ever so you can grow your revenue while minimalizing your time, your efforts, and your energy. There's great coaches. There's people in this field. So yeah, you want them on your team. Hi, everyone. We are live first and foremost in the Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs, my Facebook group for you. You get the first and up close look at the newest recordings of the Mart of the Minimalist podcast. And there's always that feedback. So you're welcome for that. And um, let me just turn that off. Okay, we're good to go. And uh, I'm here with Alex, who I've been connected with over the past couple of years or more. And I've really seen Alex evolve into the business leader that she is today. But I was always, I was impressed by Alex the first, the first moment we met. I think it was the media team was producing something for Doug Smith Live and, um, the coach of the Steelers came out and you had all your headgear on and you're running this big conference, you know? Uh, and I was like, man, I love, I like, I love her energy. I want to get to know more about her. And so we, here we are, we've got, we've gotten, we've done this a couple of times before and she's just, her message is so powerful for you. Um, women entrepreneurs that I just needed to hear some more on the show. But before we go on, if you are listening or watching on a platform that allows you to comment, I want to know from you, where are you watching from? I love to connect with ladies from all over the world. And sometimes we have people watching from South Africa, from Mexico, from Spain, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where we're at, uh, interestingly enough. So I want to I want to hear from you. Where are you listening or watching from? Um, without further ado, though, Alex, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let everybody know your story and what led you to doing what you are doing today and then you guys listen up because we're going to tell you the one thing i we the one thing you know we're against like the silver bullets or the magic pills but the one thing that really is truly important for you to hold and cherish in order to um get that desired revenue or income goal of yours yeah absolutely you just really took me back marta mentioning the man of pittsburgh conference yeah is where i think we very first met yeah, yeah. a long time ago um that was an event i used to produce when i worked for a nonprofit uh, in pittsburgh so uh, good memories there. But now today I'm doing something very different. Um, so I've been running my coaching business uh, for the last six years. And it's been quite a journey for me because I spent the first few years of my business really taking one step forward, one step back, grinding it out, you know, trying to figure it out. My background was in nonprofit and then the film industry in California before that. So I didn't really have experience you know, running a business. I mean, running my own business was just completely new to me. And so I knew that I was really passionate about developing people. I was really passionate about personal growth. And so I fell in love with 
what I was teaching. I fell in love with coaching and I got several certifications early on in coaching and executive coaching, but I didn't know how to actually take what I love to do and my passion and turn it into a really thriving business because I had never run one before. And so that was a really big learning curve for me. And as I was slowly building up my business, I came to see that a lot of what was slowing me down was not really the knowledge of how to run a business because those are things you can you can find, you can study, you can learn. But was what was slowing me down the most was actually how I was showing up. It was this fear I had of rejection, fear of what people would think of me, fear of making mistakes or of being wrong. And I definitely had those perfectionist tendencies. I was a people pleaser and I was also really a really big self-criticizer. And so I had these really high expectations and standards for myself. And then if I didn't always live up to them or didn't meet them or something didn't go the way I thought it would, it would take me into this real down and second guessing and questioning or worrying that maybe my big vision just wasn't possible. And so I'd stay stuck in these spirals of what am I doing wrong? All these other people are having success, you know, and they're doing it. Like, what am I doing wrong that I'm not having these crazy great launches or that I'm not signing clients at, at this higher level. And I was intimidated by sales. I mean, there was just so much fear and second guessing going on. And I want to be clear here too, because I think sometimes we think of fear as always being frozen, like feeling really afraid and fear is a spectrum. Fear can be stress, anxiety, worry, doubt, confusion, that's all on the fear spectrum. So all of that was going on for me. And so by the end of 2019, I knew that I really wanted to be all in for my coaching business. I wanted to have this really thriving business that was employing people, that was impacting a lot of clients. I felt really passionate about making the significant impact through what I um, through what I do, but I just didn't know what it would take to get there. I didn't know how to do it. And so... I made this sort of crazy decision um, and also one of the best decisions of my life, but this crazy decision to work with a coach at a six-figure investment level, which was money that I didn't have sitting in my bank account at the time. So it was this huge leap of faith for me, but it was my way of saying, I'm putting my stake in the ground. I'm going all in for what I want. Like I am going to make this happen. I believe in my vision and I value it. So I'm, I'm all in for it. I'm going to do what it takes and I'm going to get some mentorship and support and someone who's already done what I'm looking to do to help me along the way. And that decision just changed everything for me. I ended up letting go of my event planning business, which that's how you met me, right? I was still producing events at the time as well as running my coaching business. And so I let go of my event business, which was about 60% of my revenue made this huge leap forward in this investment. And I went all in for learning powerful sales, you know, for learning how to draw an ideal clients. And then on a deeper level, also learning what it really looked like to cut out all this fear of what people would think, the fear of rejection and the fear of being wrong and second guessing myself. And so it was really a deep journey for me of learning how to trust myself and how to lean into who I really am and to let that come out through the work that I was doing to be more bold and authentic and to really allow myself to have a lot more fun and enjoyment along the way by owning that who I am, what I want is okay, and valuing my vision as a top priority. And so by doing all of that, I 10x my business in a little over a year. 
I mean, it just completely transformed. I started working with many more aligned clients who I really love serving. I started feeling so much more confident in how I was showing up in sales. So instead of freaking out about what someone might think of me on a sales call or worrying that they might not be able to afford it or they might not pay or or what would they react to me, like letting go of all of that chatter in my head and instead showing up really powerfully and focusing on how I can be in service. And so I was experiencing myself in such a more empowered way in how I was showing up in business, feeling a lot more confident. And then as that was all changing in business, my marriage completely, I mean, went to this much deeper level in intimacy and connection. Um, And then my husband and I prepared to start a family and allowed ourselves to be more supported as we you know, brought our daughter into the world while I'm running a business. So it, it just completely transformed my life, um, to really make this stake in the ground decision and going all in for investing in me and my vision. Right. Which brings us to what we're talking about today, because it sounds like you were a true example of what we're preaching on this episode is that, what would you say was that one thing that that propelled you forward that you feel other women business leaders can find within themselves in order to propel themselves forward as well. Yeah, it it really, if I boil it all down to what was the greatest factor in me creating these kinds of results that truthfully a few years ago, if you told me where I'm at today, I mean, it really would have blown my mind. I didn't think it was possible to make such a leap um, over a couple of years. And so if I boil it down to what was the greatest factor in making these shifts, it really was cultivating this extreme conviction for the value that I have to offer and really valuing and trusting in myself and in my vision. And so Self-trust was something I struggled with. And even, you know, I'll share as, as a woman of faith who my connection to God has always been very important to me, but I often viewed trying to receive guidance from God as God being um, outside of me and, and listening through what other people were telling me and trying to figure out, you know, what the right thing to do was or how God was guiding me based on my circumstances or these signs I'd try to interpret that were happening around me. And so one of the biggest shifts in this of of cultivating conviction in my value and learning how to trust myself was recognizing and really coming to a deeper understanding, not just an intellectual knowing, but a deeper understanding that the spirits within me, my highest self, and I describe your highest self as the you that's fully connected to God and not living with fear. My highest self knows what I need to do. My highest self knows what next steps I need to take to bring my vision to life. My highest self knows what's going to make the greatest impact for other people and for me. And so when I can quiet the fear and really tap into how the spirit's leading me and my highest self and what it's calling me to, that's when I create really phenomenal results over trying to avoid getting it wrong. And so that to me, learning how to really tap into and follow your highest self is the most important factor for creating the mind-blowing results that you want to have. Right. So I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have any tactical tips? Is that even the right word? Any tangible tips of how one can do this? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I love to encourage clients of mine when they're working on cultivating, you know, greater self-trust and trust in their highest selves. I love to encourage them to explore, okay, what are you struggling with? 
So that step one is looking at what isn't how you want it to be. What's out of alignment? Where are the gaps for you? And then you can ask yourself this question. If you were fully valuing yourself and your vision, like if you were fully owning that you're worth it, that you're good enough, that you already have your greatness inside of you, and you were fully valuing yourself and your vision, what would you start doing differently to produce different results? And I think that's one of the most powerful questions you can possibly explore to help you gain insight into where am I actually stopping myself from fear or from not prioritizing me or my vision or from thinking that maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not there yet. And so when you allow yourself to really look at the truth of that, you can see what kind of shifts you can make to take yourself to the next level and and where you're keeping yourself small in a way that you don't need to. Very good. I love it. So Alex, you and I have something coming up in the next few months, which is a branding shoot for you. And granted, we haven't photographed it yet. um, But what's been your experience so far working with my team? Yeah, it's been a great experience. You're right. We haven't been in the photo shoot yet, but I was thrilled, Marta, that after you and I talked about it and decided to work together, I received all the information that day. It was clear and organized and, and easy, you know, to move forward. So I appreciated your team being so accommodating and again, detailed and impressive follow-up. I mean, very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just very, um, on top of it, just really like making sure every detail was taken care of. So I've had a great experience so far, so far, and I'm really looking forward to the shoot. Thank you. Me too. I can't wait to like be your hype girl for the day. I love it. (laughs) So speaking of hype girls, I would say that, um, us business coaches, female business coaches, or, you know, or male business coaches, whatever you want to say, or mentors, we are kind of like the hype girls of our clients. Can you give me an example of one of your clients and where they were at, um, and what they wanted to accomplish or achieve or receive, whatever your terminology is, and how you help them through that and what they came out of your program feeling or experiencing or achieving? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question too that ties into that tactical approach as well, because something I teach with all of my clients is that creating the success that you want in business, it's about 15 to 20% strategy and tactics and about 80 to 85% of how you're showing up and how you're being. So I work with my clients on both. And so I've had um, one client specifically comes to mind who was running her business and before we started working together and really struggling to make the kind of sustainable revenue that she wanted to make in her business. She was feeling really confident about how she could help people and in her services and feeling good about um, what she was doing, but struggling to really take herself into that next level and to catapult herself forward. And so we dug into her business and first looked at where she was definitely undercharging. That's something I see a lot when women are struggling with really owning that they're already good enough, that they're owning their value, that tends to show up in pricing. And it can often show up in these fears that seem very logical or reasonable, like, well, What if people won't pay? What if there's not enough people out there at this level? Or what if, you know, I miss out on opportunity? So all of those what if questions that can come up. And so all of that was happening for her, the fear of actually finding clients at a high ticket level, which is what she wanted to sell. 
And that's something I especially focus on because I work mostly with service providers. And so to increase your revenue without just continuously increasing your workload, it requires either raising your prices, stepping into creating more high ticket programs um, that offer an incredible value to your clients or creating group programs where you can expand you know, your reach without doing more and more and more. So we looked at all of that together and looked at where she was undercharging, how she could really be maximizing her time to produce greater results so that she could make more money without working more. And then the biggest thing we discovered through our work together was that one of the greatest things holding her back was that she was trying to be for everybody. She didn't want to be seen as not nice or not kind. She wanted to be seen as very humble and she wanted to really be accepted by everybody. And so in doing that, she was actually diluting her message, number one, because she was trying to speak to everybody. She didn't want to leave anyone out. She had that mentality of, I want to help and serve everyone. And so with that, though, she wasn't actually speaking to her ideal client because she was trying to include everybody instead of speaking in a way where her ideal client knew, oh, she's talking to me. She's addressing my issues. And she wasn't really allowing herself to stand for anything because she didn't want to say anything that someone could possibly disagree with. So one, we looked at it in her marketing and her messaging, and then we also looked at it in her sales calls and how it was showing up in her sales conversations of trying to please everybody instead of leading from a place of true service. And to be in true service and to show up powerfully in your sales calls, you have to remove the people pleasing and making it about what this person thinks of you. So that's one of the greatest shifts you can make in powerful sales is prioritizing focusing on what's best for this person. And is it in alignment? Are they an ideal client? How can you really help them instead of making it all about you and your fear of how they'll react? So those were some of the key things we really dug into together. And when she made these um, switches and she started prioritizing service and really speaking to her ideal client and being bold in what she stands for and allowing her authentic self to come out by removing the fears of what people think and doing that in her marketing and her sales. I mean, her business just made this huge leap forward. I mean, she tripled her revenue, I believe, the next month um, and continued to grow from there. She came on a retreat with me and had this incredible experience where we talked all about cultivating greater trust and in your highest self and how you can grow your business that way. And coming out of that retreat, she doubled her revenue the next month and, um, and yeah. has been continuing to work on, yeah, how to, how to now build her business in a way where it's really, um, sustainable for her, where she's enjoying herself more, where she's being more supported. So as she started to really increase her revenue, now we're looking at that next level of, okay, so how can you now elevate yourself into a higher role? So you get to spend a lot more of your time in your zone of joy and genius areas, as opposed to doing all the things. Um, so that's one example of a client, how I really like to support women in, really finding their true voice, standing in their authenticity, trusting themselves, accessing their highest self so that they're building their business in a way that's in alignment with who God really made them to be. Wow. And I'm sure that that's just one of many examples of the women that you work with. And I think you said it truly beautifully. And to reiterate that and rephrase that, I want you to remember if you're listening or you're watching that if you're trying to speak to everybody, you're not speaking to anybody. And if you're trying to uh, 
if you are operating from a place of fear, remember the old saying of those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter because ultimately the needle mover for you is going to be, as Alex puts it, showing up unapologetically as you are and not in a, you know, maybe when you're thinking of that, you have a hard time with it because you don't, you, you still have that voice in the back of your head. That's like, but I don't want to come off as someone who's selfish or someone who's mean or someone who hurts people. Well, you're not going to, because you're operating from a place of love. So you're showing up unapologetically from a place of love, love for yourself and love for others. And would you agree, Alex, that sometimes the, there's a misconception of showing up from a place of love to others where people are taken aback, where all of a sudden that means that's translating into more boundaries, more standards, more saying no, more really fine tuning what you're going to put up with and what's going to be for you and isn't for you. There's this misconception that when you're operating from a place of love, that you are the doormat. You're the nice. Yes. What would you say about that? Yes. I am so glad you brought this up, Marta, because I love this topic. And this was a huge shift I had to make within me. And I now completely agree that trying to be the nice girl, right. And viewing that as, well, I want to be loving. So trying to be nice, it so often leads to that people pleasing, that being the doormat, the self-sacrificing. And it's like you you come from this, you know, I used to describe myself as a quietly resentful altruist because I came from the standpoint of, well, I want to serve everybody. I want to make an impact, but I was misinterpreting service and instead just making myself small, saying yes to everything, taking on things that weren't aligned with me because I didn't want anyone to think I wasn't nice or that I didn't care. And when you do that, it leads to burnout. It leads to overwhelm. And you can't actually be in powerful service for anybody when you're burnout, when you're overwhelmed. And it's not in service to take on people who aren't an aligned fit. You know, we all have a unique mission and passions and gifting. And so I believe that the way you can actually be in greatest service to people is to work with people who are actually in alignment with you and what you do and to find the people who are in alignment, you need to be bold and transparent and authentic about who you are and how you can help people and how you help them so that the people who do need what you have to give, who are aligned with you can find you. And so it's not about, um, like you said, it's, it's, it's not about, um, being mean or, or turning people away because you don't care. You're actually coming from a place of love and service. True love means I'm here to serve and I'm going to allow who I am, my authentic self to shine because that also inspires other people to allow themselves to be authentic. And I truly believe all of us are called to be authentic. Right. And the more that you show up with your authenticity and, the, and sometimes that means standards and boundaries, then that mm -hmm. shows other people Oh, okay. It's okay for me to say no. She said no. Oh, it's okay for me right. to unplug on Sunday. She unplugs every Sunday. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's going to maybe trigger some people that are going to be like, what do you mean? You're not texting me back till Monday. I don't get mm -hmm. it. Wait, what mm -hmm. do you mean? I can't text you. I am paying a lot of money for your services. What do you mean? I can't text you. Right. Those kinds of things. Um, and that's okay for you to trigger some people for you triggering people. As long as it's from a place of love of operating as your highest self and not what you might feel is 
mean, let's say, mm-hmm. um, then the right people are going to rise up with you. And the people that are triggered might grow from it. They might grow from right. their triggering and it's okay. Right. Just right. let them be triggered. Don't react to it. You just observe it, get curious about it, ask questions, learn lessons. And you know, soon everybody will just be taking over the world together in a good way. <laughs> right. I love that you brought that up, Marta, that people being triggered can be in service to them because whenever we get, and so I, um, I use the term activated and that was a switch I made that I actually learned from a mentor of mine, uh, Marla Mattinson, because triggered sometimes can imply that it's a bad thing. And so I started switching it in my mind and looking at, oh, I'm feeling activated. Like something's happening. There's emotion coming up. There's something stirring in me or in someone else. And so as you put it, activation can be in service to people. It's through activation that we grow, that we're possibly, you know, uh, we're possibly looking at in your example of saying no and setting a boundary, a mirror is being held up. So if someone gets mad at you for you owning your boundary, it could be because they're struggling to own boundaries themselves. Right. And so they feel like, well, wait, you shouldn't have boundaries because I don't because I serve my clients, you know, at all hours of the day and I'm always available. And so it can end up holding up a mirror for people that, that can be in service. So I agree completely that setting boundaries and knowing, knowing for you, what does it take for me to show up powerfully in all of my roles? What does it take for me to be supported so that I can make an impact for others? Because I, from all of my experience of having been the resentful altruist who was burnt out and overwhelmed and kind of the superwoman syndrome into now standing a lot more powerfully and owning my value and believing and being supported. I having experienced both know that you truly can make the greatest impact when you're supported, when you know what it takes for you to not be drained and burn out, but for you to be uplifted so you can uplift others around you. Right. I don't think I'll ever forget. It was one of my very first, um, you know, four figure, mid four figure uh, client who invested at mid four figure level per month. Right. And (laughs) during the sales call, I was seeing a couple flags, but I was like, man, she's, she's going to say yes to this amazing amount. That's going to be nice and cushy every month. But I didn't listen to the red flags that God, the universe, you know, my highest self was trying to be like, I don't about this. I don't know. It might not be worth it. Um, and sure enough, it turned into a, a client relationship where the individual stated, I have a problem with your boundaries. You know, I'm paying top dollars. I expect availability when I want it. And, um, this then created so much anxiety within myself, like so much. And that's all I thought about was pleasing this client. And then when I finally put my boundaries up, and was like, no, 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 this isn't like, we can't do this anymore. Um, and I stated, you know, what was going to need to be necessary in order to move forward together. She did drop me, but you know what? That's okay. Because she wasn't aligned. She wasn't aligned. And then that made room for two more who were aligned, who were respectful, who were ready to show up, um, as their best selves and okay with the boundaries that are necessary for me to be, uh, who I need to be, to, to be a best service to others. So Hopefully that's a good lesson for you guys watching and listening. Alex, you have said so many awesome things on this episode. Where can they hear more from you? Absolutely. I put out a lot of content like this on my Instagram page. So I love to connect with people through Instagram and I've got more videos or other posts and free resources and things like that. So I would love to connect with people uh, through Instagram, or you can also always find me on my website, alexpurseclub.com. Awesome. And 
uh details haven't been released yet but alex you've got like a pretty special thing of a retreat happening coming up don't you i do i do yeah i run um small group very intimate luxury retreats for women business owners who really want to step into that next level of powerful sales of calling in ideal clients and only working with clients that you love so that you can make more money with more ease and really cultivate that kind of conviction in your value so that you don't just intellectually know your value, but that on the inside, you're feeling that embodied experience of owning that you are valuable, you are worthy, and you have incredible impact to make in the world. And so that knowing that how it, um, let me think of how I want to say this. So that once it becomes an embodied experience, you are creating different external results because you're showing up differently so that the people around you are feeling it as well. Mm, sounds amazing. So if you guys want to find Thanks, out Mara. about that, DM Alex. She's given you the handle verbally, but we'll make sure that it's in the show notes, descriptions, captions, you name it. No matter where you're watching or listening, it's going to be there. So until next time, guys, this has been a wonderful episode. Thanks, Alex, for joining us today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. See you next week with uh, my newest guest. And we'll be telling you more of how you can declutter your life, your business, so that you can make room for more of what you desire. See you then. Bye.